everything was going good. I, I get talking to her. I'm thinking, okay, this might go somewhere. She says she's got to go to the bathroom. And I mean, she, I mean she, listen, you got to sometimes unload before these things. <laughs> that's the thing. But then she comes out and she decides to throw up. Oh. 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 Hold on. On my friend's fake leg. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, that took a turn. That was that uh, was a twist. Yeah, we didn't see that coming. That that was a surprise leg. <laughs> that was a that was a bone of a different kind. <laughs> oh man, oh. and that's why that didn't go anywhere. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh man, well? dude. Oh wait, so uh, we were. Um, when was it? It was when Wednesday? No, Tuesday. I don't remember. Earlier this week, my dad came down into town. And we were sitting there. My dad brought up something about manly or whatever. And my sister made the comment, oh, dad, you're not really manly in the traditional, like, testosterone, you know, stereotypical sense. Was this Fiona or Mallory? Mallory. Mallory would say something like that. Well, but it's true because my dad is very, my dad doesn't work with tools. My dad doesn't do anything with cars. That was all my mom doing that. Does not make a man. I'm just saying. <laughs> so well, there's I'm more saying, to a I'm man saying than... in the stereotypical sense, right. like handyman ish. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not my dad. My mom always did all that stuff, uh, even when she's like six months pregnant. I could see your mom's very practical. That. She's very yes, like she just goes and yeah. gets it done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what Mallory said, and then my my dad's wife was looking at my dad. She's like, I don't know. I always kind of saw him as like dripping with testosterone, <laughs> and we're like, Wait, who said what? that? Who said that? My dad's wife. Well, okay. my oh. it's weird for me to say my stepmom. Yeah. But my okay. dad wife um and so we're just like okay and then like the separately to ourselves we're just like you have no experience with men at all <laughs> if you think like, that this is an example if you think it's like, an example of dripping testosterone uh, listen guys guys you you might be surprised but the thing is sometimes the ones you least suspect are the ones that are like virile that's you know that's that's a true thing i've heard that news are you trying to say that you're viral no, <laughs> by the way like greatest to, like, greatest compliment in. i ever heard though was one time i was at work ryan could if ryan was here he could vouch for this we were at work right and there's this hot girl who works like in one department over from us she's always walking back and forth paperwork printing stuff whatever and i typically am always clean shaven with my you know my like 17 year old yeah, let's be real. Fourteen-year-old spiked hair, you know. And so one Sweet. day, though, I decided to not comb my hair. And Molly knows what I'm talking about. She saw me when I was a teenager, so she knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. She. So one day, I didn't comb my hair, and I had like a full beard going. And she actually stopped. She looked at me, and she's like, "Noosh, you look virile today." And I'm just like, I need to imagine. I was like 19, so I was like, "Damn, did she just, you just say like a, a flannel and an axe?" And yeah. I chopped down a like tree. A man's like, man. I mean, she you. she basically just said like you look like you can get me pregnant. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad wow. I look like that as opposed wow. to the usually. Ah, uh, nah, don't worry. Don't wear one. You won't do anything, I'm sure. Remember, me, me and Corny actually saw you on webcam when you actually did oh, yeah. comb your hair? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. How did I look, guys? Did, I mean, Corny, did you feel anything when you saw me? Messy hair? I and... told you that you reminded me of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's oh, dripping no. with testosterone. With testosterone. <laughs> I mean, that is, depending on the girl, that's a compliment. I mean, some girls are into their dads, I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh <no>. I don't know. <laughs> Get ready.
So, welcome to another episode of Sex with Molly Connolly. <laughs> I'm I'm one of the hosts, Danushka Kumar Singha. Today we have Courtney Rajan, Ken Hello. Tran, mm-hmm. Brendan Kidney. <laughs> I, I decided to wait. Well, Courtney okay. said hello, so I'm going to wait for the hello. Uh, Ken Tran, Brendan Kidney. Yep. Yeah, there. That was your cue. That was the cue. Cue. <laughs> Dropping um, the ball today. Our our guests for today are Molly. Well, Molly Connolly, real name Molly Laslett, though. But uh, yep. Molly Connolly, and uh, also um, the renowned and always uh, illustrious grandmother of this show, <laughs> Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you. I, I always forget last Gomez. Gomez. Right? Yes. Gomez. Yeah, Cynthia Gomez. Uh, okay, so getting started though, our guest for today is Molly Laslett. Molly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am 28. I'm an electrical engineering student at Cal State Fresno. Um, about to start my first job at an actual engineering company. Nice, nice. congrats. Other than that, all my hobbies are dead because I'm an <laughs> engineering student. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, before they died, it. what yeah, were your hobbies? Um, I used to play roller derby. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what else? I did all kinds of stuff. Um, now I just do like 3D printing cosplay props and stuff like that. I mean, that's cool. being, being, Molly made a cosplay costume for me way back when she was 17. Like she made a Kingdom, oh, wow. Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Sora costume, actually. So, I mean, this is how Molly and I know each other. Uh, we worked at the same movie theater. So we met there. Yeah. She was 17. I was 19. We had the same social circle of friends That's cool. during those days. And then after, though, we all went our separate ways. <laughs> I haven't seen Molly in 10 years. <laughs> no, it's, it's been, been a long time. I mean, we've, we've orbited each other on, on social media, but that was, that was it. Uh, okay, well, okay, thank you. And uh, yeah. Cynthia, well, our, our second guest is Cynthia Gomez. Cynthia, well, I'll introduce Cynthia as she is the grandmother of our show because she brought me on as a guest onto her show, Life of Sin, uh, in the fall of 2016. And as a result of being on her show, I was able to get my own show. So she is the grandmother of this show. So tell Hi, us a little grandma. bit about. Hi, grandma. <laughs> tell us what you've been up to, Cynthia. Uh, well, I uh, I've been here a couple of times. Thanks for having me again, you guys. You're welcome um, back. Thank you, thank you. Um, well, I graduated last year, and ever since then, it's been a struggle finding work. So I was like, man, fuck that shit. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start my own business, and so I started my own business, and it's it's. It, What's it called again? It's called Mike's Vagina. <laughs> Me- what? No, Wait, just what? kidding. It's oh. called Mike's Vagana. Mike's Vagana. <laughs> <laughs> but I call it Mike's Vagina. Like. That works. Um, I mean, you'll definitely get like noticed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I'm Mexican and I'm, I'm a vegan, and so I sell uh, vegan Mexican food. And so yeah, I that's been taking off. That's what I've been doing. It's my full time job. I had to quit my my other job. I used to be a um, personal assistant for this director. Um, but it was just too much, so I decided to quit, and now I have my own business. And uh, follow me on YouTube, on Instagram, all those good yeah. things. Yeah, Mex Vegana. Yes, Mex Vegana, and, um, and I'm also filming a, a couple of shows in collaboration with Me Too, which is like the Mexican. Oh, nice, recipe. dude! Me Too is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that one girl who I don't know what her name is, but you know who she is. The girl's really good at being an old. Latina oh, lady. Uh, the um, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny La she, Abuela. She's she did yeah. her own videos. As like an older like like she's like oh I'm the you know Mexican the grandma the okay. abuela the abuela she's Cuban 
But she's <laughs> so good. Okay, yeah, she's good. So the abuela, but she's so good at that role that Me Too hired her, and now she does content. Oh, that's for them. cool. So as long as you guys are putting content out, that you can be discovered. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, 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 they reached out to me actually, and they're like, "Yo, we we want you to be in our competition." I'm like, well, I'm super down. And then just yesterday, another producer reached out to me and she was like, I've been following your page for a while. Like, I want you to be a mentor on this video I'm working on. I'd like the vegan mentor for transitioning Latinas. I want to become vegan. And I'm like, oh, hell yes. I yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> nice. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically what I've been doing. Just right. uh, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's get started. The analogy I am using for today's episode, uh, if we were... Sex Nine. positions? No, I was. Oh my god, I was thinking it. I was thinking either sex positions or I was thinking like places. Like, where are we having sex? Kitchen oh, floor, shower, okay. or whatever. But you know, I mean, uh, we're not talking about sex this episode. <laughs> Plus, I, I, I feel weird telling my friends. Yeah, I can see you having sex in the kitchen. <laughs> You know what? I kind of want to play this uh, game. Okay, next <laughs> time I'm doing it. We have I'm to play this game. I'm doing it. <laughs> only because Courtney requested it. It's a request. Well, wait, let's just I do it now. Well, well, not do my... it right now, but let's. Well, obviously, but no, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta save it. We have it. to be very careful with our word choices. This we gotta, episode. we gotta save it for another Definitely. time when I can, like, you know. No improv. You just gotta. Impro- okay, just well, gotta, just gotta get it out. Uh, of course. Okay, well, I'm gonna do this afterward, though. Okay. Because I, I. All right. No. Oh, yeah, I, I, I feel you. I okay. don't feel you, but I, I, I hope you do. <laughs> but I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. okay. If I was to guess right now, where okay. where would be? All right, for I, I mean, I know me. It, me, I would be at, I'd be at work. I'd be because okay. that's that's what I do. I break rules and I <laughs> have sex at work. Have you at work? I, don't I, you oh yeah. That story? That story. Oh yeah. So there's that. Um, you now, dirty, dirty <laughs> man. I'm <laughs> think. Uh, Courtney. <laughs> yes, that's really interesting. <laughs> what it really? What it really? I mean, what is the basis? I don't. I literally don't even know the basis of what I'm judging this on. I mean, I yeah. can easily say, "Yeah, Courtney has sex in the library." But she's smart. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if Courtney has sex anywhere, it would be um, in somebody's living room. She's. You know why? <laughs> that's, because that's it? she's she's the type of person who would want to be private, but. She she can get a little freaky and not wait to go to the bedroom. She's just like, oh, you know what? Right here, right now. I can't okay. wait. So Netflix and chill, but damn it, we're staying here. <laughs> she, she doesn't want to miss an episode. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I like my shows, okay? <laughs> um, Ken. Oh, you know God. what? No, I mean, Ken... <laughs> Ken is a type of guy who here's the thing I don't know if this is more of a Ryan thing or if it's a Ken thing but maybe Ken and Ryan are the same on this one. Okay. I can see them doing it in the car. They're they're, they're <laughs> I mean go take a girl on a date. That is so correct. After the club or whatever. That's that's bar. that's like that's the one noosh assumption that's actually correct. <laughs> hey, I'm bound to be right, right? Like 99 <laughs> 99 You're times out of one. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> if the car be a rocking, I'll be in there doing it. A broken clock is right two times a year. <laughs> he is definitely right on that one. I yeah. do love the car. Oh, dude, my intuition is like rock solid. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's not the only thing that's rock solid. My, <laughs> no, my mind. My mind is also rock solid. <laughs> okay, so who... We got Brendan, Molly, and Cynthia le- left. Okay. Uh, Cynthia is a staunch feminist. She is a strong woman. And... I can see her. City Hall. Congress. Congress? Yeah, there you go. Congress? 
Capitol. Capitol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cynthia marches into Capitol Hill where they're discussing health care for women and, and all that stuff. Just have and sex she's right like, there on the Senate and floor. And not just with a man. <laughs> with... Anybody. 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 Yeah, I'm a woman and hear me roar. <laughs> I'd watch C SPAN for me that. Moan. <laughs> C SPAN, I'm sure we get their highest ratings. Rating spike. Rating spike. By the way, the guy on C SPAN, he'd just be like, oh, yes, uh, it appears there is intercourse happening on <laughs> the hall. Um, it appears oh, to we have a caller, and the caller's like, yeah, well, I don't like how these Democrats <laughs> are, are mucking up our TV. No, uh, excuse me, sir. This is uh, you know, live television, and this is a representation of the American uh, citizens' right to protest. <laughs> yes, yes. That's how it play out. Uh, <laughs> dude, the guy on C-SPAN's amazing. He's amazing. He's so dead straight about everything. He, Nothing. He has like no emotion. He Nothing faces no emotion. him anymore. Dude, people shout at him to the weirdest things. He's like, like, thank you very much for your comments. <laughs> um, Let's okay. move on to our next caller, Molly. Now, okay, I got to weigh this with Molly, though. Molly, I've known Molly to be a private person, but she's also kind of like a bubbly person. So she's got that going on. And I don't know, I don't, okay, I, I got to mix the bubbly with a little bit of the, like, spontaneity of, uh, well, sorry, sorry the, the private with the spontaneity of being bubbly. I think Molly is a type of person to hook up at a party, but at somebody else's house. Ah. So uh, in yes. somebody else's yes. like, bathroom. Room. A little bit of the danger. Yeah, right there's a little bit of danger, but it's also private, because I don't okay. think she would be, like, a, a voyeur like I am. You know, I'm just like, Where, where's a window? Where's a window? I want to stand here and let the world see me. <laughs> They had that trouble in New York, you know. <laughs> like, the, some of the hotels are, like, right next to apartments, and none of them have any blinds. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. People were complaining. It was like, you're yeah. having sex next door. Oh, lastly, we've got Brendan. Um, you know, Brendan. Bre- what can I say about Brendan? Brendan is movie theater bathroom guy. <laughs> that's, that's Brendan. Dude, I'm not leaving in the middle of the show. <laughs> After the show. You're, you're During the, the previews. The unisex the previews. bathroom. <laughs> he's, he's the... He's the Popcorn, uh, penis and yep. popcorn guy. Penis and popcorn. <laughs> oh, God. He's, he's the guy that Molly and I had to like either chase out, knock on the door until they left, or clean up after because we worked in a movie theater. Uh, the topic for today's episode. If you didn't episode, catch it already. We, by the way, we've been skirting around this for a year now. <laughs> the topic two, is. Three seasons. The topic is sex. Sex. <laughs> just, just sex. How dare you? I'm walking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> the topic is S-E-X. I hit it I mean, Noosh earlier today and I was like, yo, Noosh, are we still on today? And he's like, yes. Sex. <laughs> so we all know he's this is This is why I, I'm telling you, I'm a, a 14-year-old child <laughs> in a man's body. Did someone say sex? <laughs> sex. <laughs> okay, so all right. Well, then I will start yes. the story. What I'm talking about today is the Zola story, which, I mean, I'm not joking. Me and Ryan discovered it back in 2016. It was last, oh, no, it was 2015. In 2015, and we were floored. We were, like, floored by this story. Okay. And I... I the whole internet was lit up by this story. So, on October 27th, 2015, at 9.15 p.m., a woman on a Twitter account called Zolar Moon 
posts a true story. The account is owned by a woman named Isaiah Wells, a.k.a. Zola. Okay. The story takes 148 individual tweets to tell, 140 characters at a time, obviously. Yeah. As soon as the story is posted, it goes viral worldwide. Millions across the world read the story, including Missy Elliott, Kiki Palmer, Solange Knowles, and Ava DuVernay. They were everybody. They were just obsessed yeah. with the story. Ava even complimented Zola for how well she told the story and that there's, there's quote, there's so much untapped talent in the hood. Okay. <laughs> so... I mean, but, um, you know, Zola did correct her and say, like, nah, Ava, I'm a suburban bitch, <laughs> is, is what Zola responded with. But uh, the story had character development. People were addicted because it had character development, plot twist, atmosphere, a racially diverse cast, and it passed the Bechdel test, which anybody doesn't know, the Bechdel test is a way of telling whether uh, a story is like has some element like the base level element of feminism in it which is two women having a conversation with each other mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with any man okay right? and it passed the bechtel test uh it also had a lot of sex in it <laughs> disclaimer that though passes my test <laughs> it passes the kidney test <laughs> so disclaimer though there is no way i can do justice to this story because the best way to experience the story is to, to read, read it. it because the thing about Zola is Zola has a very funny, interesting way of describing things. Mm -hmm. She's very funny. So because of that, it's better to experience it through her. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to add elements of information that wasn't in the original story. Okay. That way we have some more insight into some what context. happened. Yeah. Uh, I will quote as much as I can, though. Okay. Here's the four characters in this story. First, there's Zola, Isaiah Wells, who's the main character. At the time, she was known as Isaiah King. The second uh, character is Jessica Ray Schwatkowski. Okay. Just she's just a suburban white girl. Sounds she, like she it. She sounds like a suburban <laughs> white girl. She's blonde too. If of that helps. Of course she is. Yeah. You know what? Uh, she kind of reminds me of like a not quite as like model esque, not quite as like pretty model esque okay. version of Ashley Tisdale. Like basically a seven out of ten Ashley Tisdale. That's kind of <laughs> how I describe her. Ooh. Yeah. Um, next is. Her boyfriend, Jess's boyfriend, Jarrett Scott, who's kind of depressed. Okay. That's kind of what it comes down to. The other character is, his name is hard to pronounce, Akparodi Uwejojevwe. He is a very, very African dude. That's a really African name. Yeah. Uh, his, his, the name he goes by is Rudy, but everybody in this story... <laughs> yeah. Can we call him Rudy for, for sake of not butchering that name? I mean, maybe he had a dream. He came to America to like get that touchdown. Exactly. He's like, oh, I'm Rudy! Rudy! Oh Put me in there, coach! Put me in there! That's a good movie. Uh, but his, he goes by the name Z. Z, so okay. He, he, we, Z. we call him Z. So, uh, we begin the tale. Let's begin. Two strippers meet at a Hooters. I'm in. I was just at a Hooters last night. <laughs> so Zola posts pictures of herself and a white woman named Jess. Her first post on Twitter is, y'all want to hear a story about... See, I'm already messing up. <laughs> y'all want to hear a story about why me and this bitch here fell out. It's kind of long but full of suspense. And then she begins the story. Okay. Starts spinning her web. So Zola is a waitress at Hooters. You do? This, you know it? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I don't remember exactly what it's about, but I remember seeing the tweets. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
of the names I remembered reading it. Oh, so you read it before Molly? Yeah, now I know which one it is. Okay. So uh, this white girl named Jess comes in with this big, older black man. So Zola, she's their waitress, so she waits on them. Uh, she says, quote, so you, know how, so you know as a Hooters girl, we have to talk to our customers. So I sit with them, and we get to talking, and he tells me she dances. So I'm like, oh, yes, bitch, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Jess says that the black dude is her sugar daddy. And Zola says, oh, yes, bitch, my SD at home too. <laughs> oh, my God. Zola is really well. connecting with Jess. Uh, quote, so we vibing over our hoisms and whatever, <laughs> and we exchange numbers. Okay. That is a taste of how, like, she's so good describing things in a really funny way. Uh, they agree that the next time Jess goes dancing, a.k.a. stripping, uh, Zola will go with her. Okay. Next, a trip to Florida. <laughs> the next day, Zola is watching Powerpuff Girls when she gets a text. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's watching Powerpuff Girls on Netflix when she gets a text that reads, Bitch, let's go to Florida. I'm going to be saying bitch a lot in this story because... <laughs> That's the only way they really go I about this. I typically don't, but, you know, I have to, for the sake of keeping the story straight. Come on, bitch. Continue <laughs> with the story. Zola is skeptical about taking a hoe trip with a girl she a just met. trip? Yeah. I like that. It's a hoe trip. trip. It's a, a hoe trip. trip. I mean, none of none of you guys here, I mean, guys and girls, ain't nobody Man, my taking a hoe trip. I'm taking a hoe trip. You're taking a hoe trip? I, I, when my friend have was I feeling down, I was like, yo, let's go to San Diego. Let's take a hoe trip. Just you and I, we're both single, you know. Let's go. Hoe trip. I, I've never taken a hoe trip. No. Maybe I mean, should I, go I, think on that, one. I think that the times that me and Ryan have gone to parties, it's like a mini hoe trip because we go and we're like, all right, let's see what happens, man. Let's see, that's let's a see br- what goes no, down. that's not hoe trip. That's a bro trip. Well, I mean, it's same thing though. It's the same Bros idea. try to get laid. That's well, bro trip. Hoe trip is girls. Yeah, isn't a hoe trip the same trying thing, to get right? Laid? Trying to get laid, trying to make, or is it trying to like make money? I thought it was just to have fun. No, I think it's to like get it in. That's the whole. What, what's get it in? Do you say get it in? Yeah. What, what does, what's get it in mean? Just you know the good old in and out. The have sex? Yeah. Okay, sex. Talking wow, about sex here. That's wow. I'm telling you. That's I, a reference to Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. I, so, I think my entire life just pretty much sums up as a hoe trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Zola is skeptical about taking a hoe trip with a girl she has met. But two months ago, she went to Florida to strip and made $15,000 over a weekend. Jeez. So, I'll go on that hoe trip. Hell yeah. <laughs> Courtney, I, I have this impression of you, and I just, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't even handle the idea of you. Like, I'm taking a hoe trip. Like, I don't even know how to process that. All, all, look, all I know is you went to visit a friend for book club. That's... <laughs> That's <laughs> your Florida trip. This, this is a woman what that went to that goes to book club. Okay, <laughs> let's take a whole trip. I don't, it doesn't sound like you. So wait, now I have to go on a whole trip to prove you guys wrong. You, to prove you wrong. Yes, yes. yes. Do. Take you pictures. Got, take lots of pictures. You know, Canada is quite the trip. <laughs> okay, so apparently it's only going to be Jess, her boyfriend Jarrett, and their roommate Rudy, aka Z, along for the ride. Side note. Zola's boyfriend did not want her to go on the trip. He, quote, did not want me to go. He was so hurt. So I had to fuck him calm and then I left. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, she's taking and she, she's, she's going on a hoe trip? Well, I mean, a hoe trip. No, she's not trying. So to, she fucked She's stripping. No, 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 no. Her no, no. boyfriend. Oh, her, her boyfriend. boyfriend. She got a boyfriend. Her boyfriend oh. doesn't want her to go on a stripping yeah. trip. 
So Which she is understandable. Yeah. Him, she she slept with him until he calmed down. And dude, by the way, an interview with him, this is outside the story, but the, you know, Rolling Stones interviewed everybody involved in the story. Mm-hmm. Interviewing him, Sean King, Sean's like, Yeah, man, nah, I worked. Like like, <laughs> nah, man, she she fucked me calm. Like that that happened. By the way, the women, that's that's the way to get get calm your guy. <laughs> So Jarrett, Z, and Jess pick up Zola. Zola packed her favorite stripper gear, a French maid outfit, a schoolgirl outfit, and 10-inch stiletto heels with rhinestone-covered pistols. (laughs) Yes. Hey, you got to keep it classy. (laughs) Jarrett is the skinny white dude. Z is this big, muscular black guy. Not the same black guy from the Hooters. Different black guy. Younger guy. And Jess is in the backseat with Zola. And they have actually like a really memorable, fun drive down to Tampa. They're like singing songs and they're, they're having like a really so good time. So they're driving to Florida. Did you say where the story is based? Yeah. Well, no, they're in Detroit, Detroit. Chicago. Okay. Oh, okay. Drove Detroit all the way down is not in Chicago. Okay. I don't know where the hell Detroit is. Michigan. <laughs> Detroit's Michigan. in Michigan. Michigan. So they're in Michigan. <laughs> they're driving you. down. I was testing you. If you we'll know go, where we'll to go. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> so they're driving from Detroit. Don't have me Detroit. drive you on your they're hoe trip, from okay? Detroit, Chicago. <laughs> on your hoe trip, don't have me drive you because I will get us... Uh, we'll be in like Kansas by the time oh, I'm Kansas. done. College graduate. Whole trip to Kansas. Woo! <laughs> College graduate. Everybody doesn't know where <laughs> doesn't know where Detroit is. So they have a good drive to Tampa, Florida. Uh, they leave Jarrett when they arrive. They leave Jarrett at a cheap hotel room, and the girls go to the strip club. This club has a lot of rules that made it really difficult for the girls to make quick cash. Quote: It w- it was kind. It was kind of slow. The club had hella rules, which I'm not used to. I'm a full nude type of bitch. <laughs> goals? <laughs> yeah, uh, goals. Hey, I mean, Zola knows what she wants, and she knows what she's yeah. after. I mean, that's, if that's not feminism, that. yeah. I don't know what is, right? Mm-hmm. So she made 800 bucks that night. If that's not feminism, <laughs> I don't know what is. I mean, I mean, if a, if a woman can make 800 bucks in a night, if anybody can make 800 yeah. bucks in a night, yeah. that's to sign All me up. All power to them. Uh, and then they wanted to leave. Zola noticed that Jess and Z are way too close. Jessica turned to her and said, if you made any money, put it in your bra because he's going to ask you what you made. Zola like eyed her dubiously like, what is going yeah. on? And she said, okay, who is he really? And Jessica replied, he's taking care of me. Oh, God. Taking care of me in stripper language means that like, was her pimp. Yeah. That, yeah. Was pimp. that was her pimp. Yeah. Zola asks if Jarrett knows, and Jess says, of course not. This sets off some red flags for Zola. <laughs> like, she just came to strip, so she's like, uh, this is getting a little uh, weird. Yeah. Z picks them up from the club and asks how much they made. They both claim it was a slow night, and they made nothing. Z asks if they want a trap which in stripper language means turn tricks. Okay. Which in, for all you 14-year-olds like me out there, turn tricks means to prostitute yourself. So yeah, Z picks them up. Z asks if they want a trap. Jess is down, but Zola points out that Jarrett is still in the room. Z takes them to a fancy hotel <laughs> so they can host clients. Okay. Next is the back page. Z takes them to the fancy hotel and gives them a trap phone. And what he does, he sets up... By the way, this is... Additional, like I'm adding some stuff yeah. because the Zola story didn't go into all the details I have. So okay. Z sets up two Backpage accounts for Jess and Zola. Backpage is a classified ads website okay. that many pimps use to set up like a profile for so their it's like prostitutes. A Craigslist for, for 
hookers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Craigslist that also has yeah. hookers, okay. not a Craigslist for hookers. You oh. can still sell your TV and your dresser oh, okay. and your okay. old, you know, baby stroller. <laughs> but you, you know, know you, all, you, you know the classifies before yeah. Craigslist. Okay. You you can sell like a candy toy for your child, and also you can sell a girl named Candy. Okay, you can do both. That, like, yeah, hmm. sexy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Z makes the back pages. Uh, Zola wants to leave, but she's scared of Z, so she stays. Zola's mind is blown at this point at how fast it went from stripping to prostituting. Yeah. They get inside the room, and Zola blows up on Jess. She, quote, bitch, you got me fucked up. I'm not about to play with you, ho. I'm going home. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable reaction. Yeah, it would be. If you got forced into prostitution. Exactly, exactly. Jess cries and says, I didn't want to take this trip alone. Please don't leave me. I would be so scared alone. Zola feels bad for her and agrees to stay. Jess promises Zola that all she has to do is check the guys at the door because Z won't force Zola to turn tricks as well, even though he did make a back page for her. Uh, Zola said, quote, Oh, bitch, I know he not. I kill. I dead ass kill (laughs) y'all. I have pistols on my shoes. (laughs) A fat white guy comes to the door. Zola pats him down, and then immediately, Jess and the white guy are fucking on the bed next to Zola. Hey. And and Zola says, quote, it was a fucking mess. A mess. (laughs) Sounds like it. Zola just basically faces the wall and just tries to tune it out. Yeah. <laughs> she put herself in timeout. <laughs> the she was with the five year old in the room with mommy oh when yeah, putting the putting the hand over the ears. La, la, Dude, la, 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 la. Can, I, can I tell you guys? I don't. I don't know how appropriate. The, I was once uh, seeing this chick right, mm-hmm. and she she had kids right, yeah. young, like uh, talking like two three years old, right? Oh really, no! Really really no. young. No, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Jesus oh, you didn't Christ. do anything. No, no, she sent me nudes. Yeah. Oh. She, guys, no. I mean, she sent me nudes. She okay. Was doing that, but the thing is, when she sent me the nudes, like her kids were in the background of some of the oh. shots. So I was just like, oh, I feel weird because no. your two year olds watching cartoons in the background. That's and, no, no. Uh, that's you cool. go at least go into the bathroom for that or something. Yeah. You are not alone in that experience, <laughs> sir. It's. Do you still have those pictures? <laughs> We should put them up on the website. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First, let me say this: we agreed to this, and and all the guys on the show that are willing to throw me under the bus because guys do that. Guys, I mean, especially when they're in front of women, they're just like, I don't masturbate. That guy does. I don't masturbate. But I mean, guys don't delete their photos. If you send a nude to a guy, he will keep it. He'll hey, put it in a folder and you'll save it somewhere. Hey, hey, Nush, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus because I'm. How do you ga- feel about that? Because I. How do I feel? I'm a guy. I'm okay with that. Because honestly, all guys have a photo <laughs> of past girls that have yeah. sent him nudes. It's, well, yeah, it's I mean, true. about Completely your girlfriend. True. I got a hold of a friend's whatever. phone and, and uh, <laughs> wait, a guy friend or girlfriend? Was unlocked and I found all the nudie photos of his girlfriend. Oh, okay. his girlfriend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, on the, the spank phone, bank. But I, I'm gonna <gasps> say this. It's called spank bank. I, I, I do, I do not leave that on the phone. I keep it in a safe, secure, external you hard drive. Your, your dick pic on the phone. Well, my dick pic is on the phone. <laughs> Courtney, how do you know that, Courtney? Uh, we've discussed this. <laughs> yeah, that's all. So, okay, so it was a fucking mess. A fucking right? mess. It was a literal fucking mess. <laughs> it was a literal fucking, it was a mess, fucking mess of fucking happening. It was a fucking fucking mess. I mean, mess. listen, by the way, at coming coming from somebody who's literally been on the same bed as two people having sex, um, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> oh, it is dude, really... I, 
No, you guys know this about me. I remember that story, too. I'll I'll tell Cynthia and Molly. Brendan, I don't know if he knows, but basically one time me, Ryan, and his his ex-girlfriend, but girlfriend at the time, we we all went, you know, drinking, having a good time. We came home. I was too tired to drive home, and Ryan has a king-size bed, so I knocked down on the bed. Ryan and the girlfriend also slept on the bed. And, and... Dude, right? <laughs> they started. They started doing it, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" I, I felt. I felt. I, I just turned over, and I just tried to like just cover my ears <laughs> oh, and just try not to to like feel. I mean, like I was just like, <laughs> I tried to cough a little bit, like maybe they didn't start. I would never ever stop two people in the middle of it, but That's they were starting. They were starting, and I was hoping maybe they wouldn't start if you know. She was, she was doing the whole Nala thing, you know, Nala from Lion King, the Nala yeah. bedroom, like, the bedroom eyes, the, the, like, just the kind of like, like, hey, come on, like, why not? Like, she was doing that, and Ryan's just like, Can oh, no, 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 Noosh is right here. Did you, just like, Noosh is here, and she's like, no, it's okay, he's sleeping, like that. And I was like, no, 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 I'm that's, not sleeping, I'm awake. you're like, motherfuckers, I'm awake. So, so what'd you do? I just I just laid of there course, and I just waited until they finished. No, I would have been like I would put my hand over. I was like, I'm calling this a threesome. <laughs> just, yeah. I would slowly yeah. roll roll over, roll off the bed, and roll out the the room. <laughs> that's, that's also that's also effective. <laughs> that's that's a viable option. Just keep rolling. <laughs> I think. I mean, you know what? Considering whoa, 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 considering whoa. I'm the guy who likes to do and say like weird funny things i'm surprised i didn't just like put my arm over both of them and just mess with them or something but thank you I, for including me in this moment because you're probably shocked at that or, or just be like tap me in well tap me in. no 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 no, no. and by the way when i say tap me in i'm not saying tap me in right i'm like tap me in his girlfriend because <laughs> oh, we're bros like that Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm you like, should have just stopped and asked if you could take a selfie. <laughs> was it long, your torture? Uh, it- I mean, it it was like probably like 15 <laughs> minutes or so. I mean, or so. Yeah. It felt long. He longer. does listen to this show, remember. Keep that in mind. What were you thinking at the time? Do you remember? Um, I was contemplating my life and how <laughs> I got to this how point in my life. How did I, I end mean, up here? By the way, I mean, just other. T- this is not, the, not the only time Ryan's had sex in the same place as me. <laughs> One time, Ryan JB was there for this, and that same girl and Ryan, we all went to Las Vegas. Okay. We had one room. What is beds. up with that girl? She low key likes it. She low key gets a thrill out of it. And the point is, sure. I had the one bed, and then she got into this other bed with Ryan. And they were fucking whatever, <laughs> right? And I was just like, oh god, like when will it end? And I'm, I remember the funniest thing Ryan said was this. He said that he woke up, you know, afterwards. He looked over and uh, you know he saw that I was sleeping. And then he looked over, and he saw <laughs> a shirtless Filipino man with a a glass of whiskey <laughs> staring out the window. Our friend JD. He was perfect. Oh my god. JB was awake the whole time, shirtless, drinking whiskey, staring out the window at the Las Vegas night sky. This is my life. No, 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 no. JB is an interesting guy because we we went to a strip club before with JB and he actually took his sketch pad into there. Nice, nice. That's how he is. He's a whiskey and sketch pad kind of guy. I'm gonna like chronicle this like a like one of my French girls. <laughs> oh my god. So it was a mess. Yes. <laughs> the white guy paid Jess a hundred dollars and Zola was shocked. She was shocked. She, quote, Jess, you selling puss for a hundred dollars? Pussy is worth thousands. You tripping. <laughs> Jess says she doesn't set the price and that Z does. Zola says, bitch, no. If you gonna do this, do it right. Zola puts pictures of of Jess on 
back page also like really cute pictures mostly of like her body less on her face i guess she recognized well she's a 7 out of 10 ashley tisdale and maybe <laughs> folks on the body more than the face the price is set for $500 and the phone starts blowing up zola finds a guy who pays $500 for 15 minutes with jess zola checks him in he hooks up with jess and then he leaves jess goes on to fuck 20 guys like clockwork Jeez. every 15 wow. minutes or much sooner, I guess, because she got through yeah. 20 in a couple hours. 20. Uh, the boyfriend finds out. Around 4 a.m., Jarrett wakes up alone in a hotel room and goes out to take a smoke. He calls Jess many times, but she doesn't pick up. Eventually, like an hour or so later, she remember, she's in the middle of fucking yeah. 20 guys at this point. Uh, she finally picks up. She lies and says that they went to a different club. Jarrett goes to a gas station and meets a dude there. A dude with dreadlocks. Okay. They later go back to that dude's place and, and smoke weed and drink. So Z returns to the room. Zola gets annoyed that Jess reveals to Z that she made $5,500 that night. Thanks, Zola. So Z takes all the money from Jess and throws Zola $500 for helping. She, she, he's basically like, all right, Zola, you did some good. You know, he, she, she, she was assistant pimp. Yeah, like she was. She was basically employee of the night. So she, <laughs> she should have been, should've been <laughs> top pimp. He was five hundred dollars to help for for her help. Jess asks how much she gets, and Z says she gets nothing since she hasn't paid the rent yet. Z- what? Zola was like, "Damn, that's cold." Twenty guys, and he, she gets nothing. Why are pimps so mean to their hoes? <laughs> Thankfully. With the internet, the days of the pimp have are going away. Yeah. 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 They're taking it into their own hands. Yeah. Feminism. <laughs> hashtag feminism. Yep. That's our hashtag for tonight. Feminism. Or hoism. I don't know. <laughs> kind of feminism in this version of the story, I guess. Okay. So they all go back to the crappy hotel Jarrett was at. While Jarrett was smoking with his new friend, uh, he made a post on FB, on, on Facebook. Qu- the post that Jarrett made is... Hey, sucking old man dick for dollars? You're the true MVP. Go, Jessica. <laughs> so this post was on, on Jessica's FB page, and like her mom, her family, Jeez. everybody saw it. Once Jared gets back to the room, Z goes off on Jared. He's mad because Jared had told the dreadlock guy that they've got two girls up here. Quote, I ought to whoop your ass and kill you right now, motherfucker. Jared replies, do it. I don't care. I have nothing to live for. The girl I love's a whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Z explains that now everyone on the block knows they've got money in that hotel room. So they go to a nicer hotel to try to avoid unwanted attention. Z trusts Zola, so he tells her to keep an eye on Jared. Because Z's just like Jared's unstable. Yeah. Jared is angry at Jess for trapping. He starts to cry and shout at Jess. <laughs> oh my God. He asks Zola if this is why she came to Florida. Zola says, hell nah, Jarrett. She low-key set me up. I'm not fucking with y'all after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jarrett and Jess keep fighting, and Zola just tries to get some rest. She actually goes down to the pool to chill. That's what she <laughs> actually does, because she's still on vacation Exactly. In Florida. The second night of trapping. Z asks Zola to set up another back page for the second night. But this time, instead of clients coming to the hotel room, Jess will go to their place. Zola sets up the back page since she'll get another $500 and tells Jess to get ready. Quote, Jarrett goes, what the fuck again? I said, I said, Jarrett, calm down. 
please. This white guy starts punching himself like those crazy people do, dog. I was like, oh, hell nah. <laughs> so basically, Jared freaks out and starts punching himself wow. in the face because he's so angry that Jess is going to go trap again. Jared says that if Jess does this again, he's going to kill himself because he loves her so much. Oh, my God. Zola says, quote, I was like this, and she says the N-word. So I was like this N-word lost in, in the sauce and his bitch lost in the game. That was the quote <laughs> where I was just like dying because I was like, damn, dude, Zola's on point. Like she's, she's just like that person commenting from the side on this weird situation. Yeah. So uh, Jess decides to trap anyway. So Zola does her makeup. Jarrett then reveals that he made the FB post. So he finally tells them about the FB post. And Jess says, quote, Oh my God, my mom had my daughter this week. How could you? Oh. She starts to have an emotional breakdown while Jarrett was angry. Zola just watches this whole crazy scene play out. Jess calls Z and tells her about what Jarrett did. Z walks in, grabs Jarrett by the throat, threatening to kill him. Jarrett begs him not to. Zola's watching all of this. Z brought his fiance with him to the room. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Yeah. So she hands Z a handgun. The girl suggests that they just kill Jared. Oh my god. Jess suggests that they just beat his ass but don't kill him. Z decides instead that he's going to kill Jared's manhood. So he says, no. He says, quote, uh. "Sit in front of me, Jared." <laughs> Jared is still crying as he sits in front of Yeah. of Z. Z tells Jess to suck his dick in front of Jared. Oh, oh my god. So she does this and then he Z fucks Jess from behind. Jared is just watching this whole thing play out and he's just crying. <laughs> Zola is just standing there with her mouth on the floor. <laughs> like, what is this? Go- what is going on? Z's girlfriend is also there. She's just watching as her fiance like fucks this yeah. white girl with like holding a gun. She has a gun on her lap. She's just watching this whole thing play out. <laughs> Z, so Z orders Jess to clean up because she's got work to do now. Oh my God. So Z looks at Jared and says, any questions? And Jarrett, <laughs> and Jarrett replies, I want to go home. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> yeah, I want to go home too. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all want to go home. Yeah, yeah, after that, I, mean, I was like, that's, I mean, this whole trip is shocking. Listen, very shocking. Considering how I felt all the times Ryan was having sex next to me, <laughs> I wanted to go home. I can only imagine what Jarrett was feeling. Oh, man. Uh, Z tells Jarrett to drive Jess to each of her clients. So he tells Jarrett after having sex with the woman he loves all right now you're gonna drive the woman you love to all the guys that are going power flexing it up yeah i mean he he basically showed like i've got the the muscles the power here and the gun i mean the gun gun kind of helps your kid that seals the deal exactly i mean two guns in this case one used one in his hand <laughs> both in his hand nah when you're when you're when you're z you don't have to use any hand wait what was yeah. z's name again uh Ru- well it was a really crazy african rudy. name but he went by rudy. rudy yeah so next the knight zola's just along for the ride right yeah so the knight gets dangerous z gives zola the handgun secretly in case they need it Jarrett drives the girls to four different clients while jess was inside working Zola and Jarrett just stayed in the car and talked. This is one of my favorite parts of the story. Like, they just literally, while his love of his life is having sex with all these guys, 
they he just stays in the car with Zola just talking with her. So their conversations start to get deep between them. Zola says that Jarrett isn't a bad guy, but he was just really mentally damaged and kind of like bipolar or something. Like yeah. He had like a lot of mental issues going on. Okay. He was depressed. Quote, uh, she said to him, quote, you're trying to be Captain Save-A-Ho when she clearly doesn't want to be saved. <laughs> That's the best superhero That, 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 that makes so much sense. <laughs> they, you know, at some point, at some point, we've all been Captain Save-A-Ho. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. When I was when I was like 17, I was Captain Save-A-Ho. <laughs> I, I wrote a song. I'm not going to say that the, the name of the song was a girl's name. Yeah. But this girl was going down. <laughs> by the way, I mean, when you're like 17, there's a dark road, but it's not really a dark road. She was going down a road <laughs> where she was getting laid and drinking and taking drugs. And that's not really that dark of a road, I guess. Whatever. But in my mind, I was like, oh, man, she's going down a dark road. <laughs> Mostly because probably because I was stupid. And I was like, but she won't fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I probably probably that was my main problem. Whatever, I don't care. But I'm just saying, I was Captain Save a Ho once, and I wrote a song for her. Oh wow! <laughs> what was the so- What was the song's name? I'm, I can't say it. It's, it's the girl's name. Oh. It's, it's called Captain Save a Ho. Captain Save a Ho. But want to hear the lyrics? The remix. I can yeah. sing it. It goes like this. It goes. Uh, oh god. It's. Insa- I want you guys to remember this. It was written by a 17 year old. I'm a yes. grown man who's matured. I I'm I'm a man now. I'm not a 17 year old <laughs> man child. It goes. <clears throat> Angel, you're so far from home and you're wandering where you shouldn't go. But the breadcrumbs have blown away. You come so far that you've lost your way in the fast times and your need for love. While the demons circle from above, will you cry out and leave today? You've come so far, can you ever turn away? And it goes down, um. Did she the ever hear, did no, she ever on, hear man, this song? I'm singing. The train is leaving. It's time to go. It's too late to turn and run. The sun is rising on her life, but the night has just begun. Broken hearts and memories of a time that's long gone by. <laughs> the image in the mirrors, nothing like the girl inside. Aww. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> did she, did she ever hear this song? Yeah, I, 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 I performed it at like a talent show or something nice. with my band. <laughs> uh, the band was called Adjusting the Light. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great name. Uh, Molly, I wish I wish you went to our high school so you could see how lame I was. The guy who writes songs for girls. Please tell me somebody videotaped that somewhere. I have a recording please. of it. Please. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my yes, God. yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I think that's royalty-free. <laughs> we can play it, right? <laughs> Can we play that song for next week? Yes, closing. I song. will. I will. I will bring it in. Yes. Okay. Woo. <laughs> wait, it have, uh, <laughs> Wait, does it have her name on it? Um, no, it doesn't. The song never has her name. Uh, yeah. But the song is named her name. It is her name. Her name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I want you guys to know I also wrote a song about my drummer in the band. Uh, his name was Seth, and the song goes a little well. Basically, the the verse I sing about how hot his mom and his sister are. <laughs> oh, but come in on! The, in the chorus. He, by the way, he lives on uh, Starbright Avenue, and the, the chorus goes like this. Starlight, Starbright, living in the spotlight, driving down the freeway, everything is perfect today. His hair is getting windblown, destination unknown. This is the story of a guy named Seth. <laughs> by the way, I, I just want you guys to know I, I was like 16, 17 years old. I was... Very talented, very Dude, talented. Why you, are we, you missed you missed your spot. My calling. Dude. Yeah, I just want to point out you have a nice voice. I was lead singer. He was the lead singer. Yeah, you I do. Was. <laughs> Thanks, uh, ladies. <laughs> Dude, why are we even talking about this this 
Twitter woman. <laughs> we should just be t- talking about okay, your, your band. Let me finish my story. Okay, so uh, they go back to the hotel. At a, a last client offers five thousand if five guys can hit hit it with Jess. Like they Jeez. five guys same time Damn. on Jess. Z approves. She ain't that hot. Of course he does. <laughs> he sends Zola the address, and the three of them drive over there. They arrive at an apartment complex. Jess is scared since there are four guys, so she asks Zola to wait in the hallway. Zola says, quote, I was like, bitch, I, come on. <laughs> they go to the room, knock on the door. Zola says, they're the in call. Okay. Quote, I'm going to quote the rest of this thing. Okay, this is all <laughs> quote. The door flings open fast as fuck, and two big black dudes snatch Jess. Bitch, I ran so goddamn fast, I couldn't even see straight. I was out. Fuck that. I ran out, and the car is gone. I'm screaming, Jared, Jared, this fool's gone. So I call him, still running, and he like, y'all done? I said, bitch, Z told you never to leave us. Where are you? He's like, I'm at the gas station. I was thirsty. (laughs) I I thought she was going to be a minute. Uh, so Zola's still running. Don't know where I'm going. I'm like, they snatched her, dude. Come get me. I'm calling the police. He pulls up a minute later and is like, don't call the police. Call Z. I was like, Z gonna beat everybody's ass. You wasn't supposed to leave. And he's like, well, you have the gun. If you call the cops, you done too. So uh, Zola realized like, oh shit. Yeah. You're right. So she calls Z and told him what happened. Z is livid, uh, quote, and this deep African ask- accent comes out. I couldn't even understand him on the phone. I was like, man, we dead, bro. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, a bunch of guys, when they went to this client, snatched Jess and pulled her into the room. Yeah. And Zola ran because she got scared. Yeah, of course. And so now they're like, okay, we got to tell Z to come because they just kidnapped Jess. Next, the rescue. Z pulls up. Orders them into the car. Zola wants to stay out of all this, but he orders her to get in. Z, Jarrett, and Zola are now all riding back to the place where they lost Jess. Zola and Jarrett wait in the hall outside the door. Z knocks on the door and asks for Jess. The guy on the other side says there's no girl there, but they could hear Jess screaming inside. Yeah. Z knocks on the door some more. Dreadlocks opens the door. The guy who <laughs> Jarrett was smoking with, okay. right? Who he revealed that they had girls. Uh, Dreadlock tells Z, uh, so he lets Z in so he can see there's no girls in the room. Z sits on the bed with his gun and asks for Jess. Dreadlock says that since Jess was stealing work from his girls, she essentially belongs with his crew. He's a pimp. Actually, in the news reports about this, he was like a major pimp. Like the room that they had in this like apartment had multiple beds. So they were basically like running Running, like a brothel kind of thing in there. He was a major pimp in this area. So... Uh, Z finds Jess in the closet, tied up and knocked out. Dreadlock offers twenty thousand for Jess, and all is forgiven. So just you know what? Let me have this girl. I'll give you twenty thousand. We're even. Everything's okay. good. Z points out that they made more than twenty thousand this weekend, so he's not interested. Dreadlock says that his boys are downstairs and will not let them walk out of that hotel alive. Z says, "We'll see." <laughs> Quote Zola. Bang. Badass. I'm around the corner, so I just hear everything. Next thing I know, I hear some shuffling and a gun goes off. Once again, I take off, but I took off down the hall through the back. Jarrett wasn't far behind, and then we look behind us, and Z is running with Jess over his shoulder. So they rush back to their own hotel. Z reveals that Dreadlock reached for his gun, so Z shot him in the face. They all go back to Z's condo. Zola was like, quote, I was like, I really got to go home, y'all. Sorry to kill the mood, but I can't take no more of this. <laughs> Jarrett was like, same. <laughs> same. Ditto. 
<laughs> Z orders everyone to get some sleep because he has to get rid of the gun. The next morning, Z gives Zola and Jarrett tickets home. Jarrett says, quote, I'm not leaving with that, leaving Jess here, not after last night. She has a daughter and needs to come home. Z says, nah, we're making money. Jarrett has hesitations to leave. Zola says, quote, well, I'm ready. <laughs> Jarrett wants to say, Zola's like, well, I'm ready bounce. to go. On the last day, Jess reassures Jarrett that she'll be home in three days. Jarrett starts to punch himself again. He says that she has to either come home with him or he's going to kill himself. Z was annoyed and told them he'll be waiting for Jess in the car. Jarrett is sobbing and having an emotional breakdown. Jess tries to calm him down. Zola starts walking to the door and she tries to leave. Jarrett suddenly stops crying. He begged her to go with them. This isn't the life you want. Get on that fucking flight with me right now because you can leave if you want to. You're choosing not to leave. She shakes her head. Yeah. He says, so you aren't coming? Jess says, no, Jarrett, I can't come. It's like where the sad music is playing in the background. Jarrett, quote, runs toward their balcony and jumps. I swear to God, Bible, oh, he fucking God. jumped, screamed so loud, my heart stopped. Oh, my God. Jess checks the balcony, expecting the worst. They're on the fourth floor, by the way. Jeez. As it turns out, Jarrett didn't fall to the ground. He was stuck hanging off the balcony because his pants got stuck on the oh, rail. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Zola is laughing and calls Z. Zola tells Z, Jarrett tried to jump off the balcony, but he's stuck now. <laughs> Z is annoyed and says, quote, what's wrong with him? Families live here, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> so he's just like, man, families live in this apartment. Oh, my God. Z helps Jarrett back inside and literally slaps the fuck out of him. <laughs> Zola helps Jarrett into the car so they can both leave. Quote, Jess comes out and goes, I swear I didn't set you up, Zola. I never intended for, you to intended for you to trap. That's why you didn't. I hope we can be friends after. I looked at her like she wasn't speaking English and said, I'm not going to beat your ass right now because you already in bad shape, but I better not ever see or hear from you again. That's yeah. what Zola says. <laughs> so while Zola and Jess were parting ways, Z had to help Jarrett into the car and buckle his seatbelt for him. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel bad for Jarrett. I mean, just it doesn't it's not going well for him. On the flight home, Zola tells Jarrett that Jess was cheating on him with Z. So not only is Jess like prostituting herself, but yeah. she's also cheating with her pimp on Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I mean you can tell Zola and Jarrett, I mean they did become friends after this. Like they they kind oh, of like okay. got a bond, you know? Um so Jarrett says, "Quote, you know what, Isaiah? I really appreciate that." I know I've just gotten to meet you and everything. You don't have to look out for me like that, but thanks. So back home, Jarrett and Zola get back to D Detroit. Uh, Zola's boyfriend picks them up and asks why they look so exhausted and who this random white guy is. <laughs> so she comes home from Florida on a plane as opposed to the car yeah. she drove in, and she has a random white dude with her now. Look who I found to come live with us. <laughs> Zola just tells him to help Jared to his car so they can all go home. <laughs> a few weeks later, Zola gets a collect call from Jess, who's in jail for prostitution. It turns out that Z was charged with sexual assault, sex trafficking, battery, attempted pandering, and felony counts stemming from a fight in jail. 
Jess got arrested for helping Z convince two unwilling women to become prostitutes. This is a story that wasn't in the Twitter. What happened was two women, Brianna Pello, who was 21, and Jessica Forgey, who was 19, were for driving from a vacation in California mm-hmm. back home to, like I guess, Detroit or wherever they're from. Yeah. They're driving through Nevada when their car breaks down. There's no way they can fix it. They have no money. Their phones are not working. So they managed to get one signal boost, like, Facebook message to Jess, who they know. And they say that they got to make some money fast. So they figure they'll strip to make some money. They're near Las Vegas anyway. But what happened is they met up with Jess. Jess like, yeah, yeah, we'll strip, blah, blah, in Vegas. But what happened was Rudy, Z, was there. And Z set up back pages for them to trap. And... One of the girls in particular, like, well, both of them were not down for it, but one of them in particular, Jessica, the 19-year-old, is like, I am not, like, prostituting myself. And he basically said he's going to beat their ass if they don't sell themselves. So they were scared. Brianna went through with it. She was like, all right, like, she doesn't want to get beat up. So she went through with, with, with trapping. Jessica didn't, and she got locked in, like, a hotel room or something. So eventually, though, Jessica managed to sneak out of the room, get the cops, and that's how everybody, Jessica and her friend Brianna uh, and Rudy, got arrested. Yeah. Brianna, of course, and Jessica got let go because they were forced yeah. into, into sex work. And uh, Jessica, Jess, was also able to get out of this because she was like, well, I'm a victim also. Yeah. Like, Rudy forced me to do it. Uh, and and there's some, you know, there's some like, well, uh, yeah, there's, she's kind of an accomplice. It's a matter of how much manipulation yeah. and all that stuff. But that's why, that's how Z got arrested. So Z- when, you know, Jessica, Jess calls and says all this, Zola says, Florida, murder, you have the wrong number. <laughs> Jess asks for Zola to tell Jarrett to bail her out. Zola says, Jarrett, you really have the wrong number. <laughs> and she hangs up on Jess. She then calls Jarrett, who she's friends with, and tells him about it. And he's aware and says he saw it on the news. And he didn't answer the phone because he knew Jess was calling. Good for him. <laughs> calling for that reason. So the aftermath. Jess, she, she got out of jail and everything. Jess has a new husband and two kids now. Uh, Jarrett has moved on, has a new girlfriend. Z is currently in prison in Reno. Zola went back to her normal life again. She plans to launch a clothing line called Hoism. <laughs> oh, man. Now, that was like bad taste. <laughs> now, the truth of the story is somewhere in between because both Jess and Jarrett have claimed that some parts of Zola's story aren't true. Some parts. Mainly, they're in disagreement about who was trapping. Jess says it was Zola who was trapping in the story. So literally flip Zola yeah. and Jess's roles. Okay. Except for the fact that Rudy really was Jess's that, pimp. Okay. But the Jess saying she didn't prostitute that time. So she's saying Zola was doing all of it. Mm. And um and also she says that it was Zola who got snatched and Jess claims no one got shot that night. Z also says that he, instead of shooting somebody, according to Jess, Z didn't shoot anybody. Z called the cops on that rival pimp to get him arrested instead of shooting him. That's what he says. Now, Jarrett doesn't agree with that. Jarrett has his own version of the story. Yeah, of course. His version agrees mostly with Azola. Oh, sorry, Azola. Zola. Zola. Uh, However, he claims, of course, that he didn't cry nearly as much (laughs) (laughs) as he was, you know, led on to say. Um, He says that some aspects were... Um, exaggerate. He says he doesn't remember anything about there being a shooting. Yeah. And he says that it was him and Z who went to get Jess, not Zola. Okay. So there's a lot of... Here's what I say. I say that I, between all three of them, I believe Jarrett more than anybody because Jarrett has nothing to lose. That's Jess true. is just slinging dirt at Zola. Zola's slinging dirt at Jess. Jarrett is just like, well, I didn't cry. That's, <laughs> that's literally the only thing he's trying to cover up. I mean, dude, Jarrett didn't even say that 
he didn't like get all suicidal. He's like, no, like that, that happened. Yeah. Now he did say this. He says, now I didn't jump off the balcony and get my pants stuck. He's like, I, I didn't go that crazy, but he said he wanted to commit suicide. And he was like going for it, but he just never went through with it, I guess. That's what he yeah. says. But so the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. The last thing I want to leave you guys with this, which is a serious thing. Worldwide, there are currently 4.5 million victims of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. Most often, they are women and also boys and girls. So children as well. In fact, you know, uh, many of the the kids who are traveling from Syria to Europe, many of them had to engage in sex work, just survive, to get fed. Um, And and not just women, like like, for girls, boys also had to engage in sex. So it's 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 a big thing. It's a big problem in the world. Jared Zola and Jess have all expressed hope that their story will raise awareness about the sex trafficking of women across the U.S. and the world. Zola has become an icon since then. There are Zola Halloween costumes, <laughs> comic books, feminist think pieces, and even talks about a Hollywood movie. Worldwide, there a are... A Hollywood movie. Yeah. That's more like a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> a Netflix movie, maybe. Yeah, exactly. All right, Courtney, what do you have for us today? Well, it ties in very nicely with your story. <laughs> Hoism ties in with everything. Also, the topic is sex. So That's true. I hope there's a lot um, of it in there, girl. Well, I'm going to give the origin of hookers. <laughs> Where did that term come from? <laughs> That's, that is the Yay. most appropriate. Dude, this, I, this isn't sex, guys. This episode is hookers. It's hookers. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> Should I really change the name to hookers, do you think? Would that be like... Uh, if you want to, I, I mean, know. it could work. What do you think? No, no hold yeah, on. Exactly. I want to hear. I want to hear from a feminist icon like Cynthia. Cynthia, should I change the episode's name from "Sex to Hookers"? Yeah, definitely. When when you said sex, I was thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna talk like orgasm. Yeah, position. this is less about orgasm. Porn. This is about this is about selling sex. I feel so unco- I feel like we're gonna lose half our guests. <laughs> if they're like, like I, I didn't sign up for this. I, I didn't sign up for this when I yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying, subscribe but to your podcast. Like, You're like, we're, we're, we're hoping to hear I some hope, sex tidbits. I hope most people just listen to hear all of my awkward sex stories <laughs> and also stories about me singing songs in high school and stuff like that. Yeah. I know that's why Courtney's here. Oh, just that, for those stories. definitely. You know, if I was in your high school, you know, I'd be the first one in the row. Dude, I'd rather get more of your song. <laughs> that, <laughs> if you were at my high school, the song <laughs> would be called, what's your middle name? Opsara. Courtney Apsara. That'd be the name of the song. Is your middle name's really Apsara? You're so yeah, hot. Far from home. <laughs> Which, from what I understand, it means temptress. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I'll. What, what started this? I thought this was really interesting. So um, there's the idea that hookers came from um, a Union general during the Civil War. Right. He inspired Hooker. Uh, oh. His name is General Joseph Hooker. <laughs> jo- Joey Hooker, Joe Hook, Joe Hooker, Jay. Uh, also known as Fightin' Joe, Fightin' Joe, Fightin Fucking Joe. Joe, exactly, Flirtin' Joe. <laughs> so he was known as being um, drinking a lot and also taking care of his men, both physically in terms of making yeah. sure they get enough food and, uh, and also medical attention. He gives he, he, he a tug sometimes, but, oh. but little, also little, little tug, yeah. You know? yeah. But also even providing girls yeah. for them because you know, oh. they are oh. they are at war. I mean, I guess like if he that. has the money. I mean, but if I was the the, the, the low income best you know, commanding officer ever, if I if I was a low income commanding officer on a budget, I'll, I'll give a tug exactly. to everybody. Everybody gets a tug. Line up, boys. All right, here we go. I'll put a wig on. <laughs> you want me to be blonde? God. You want me to be brunette? 
Well, what, what's your I wife's name? I feel like name? we're gonna have to bust out that math on how many hand jobs you could give again. No, dude, I I got all night, all week. I'm I'm all, all about my men. Take care oh, of them. That, that's good. <laughs> well, so supposedly, um, because he was known for that, um, there was for a, what I do or what he did. Hooker did. <laughs> Fighting Joe. Fighting Joe. <laughs> um, there is there was saying that you know prostitutes would follow around his um his group of men and they were called the hookers brigade or hookers brigade or Came to mean general to hookers totally army totally different later on exactly or they're also known as general hookers army so he had his own army hookers of prostitutes following you know yeah. and so at the end of the day after they fought a battle or whatever they would help the women would help the guys relax you yeah. know that's that's not a bad way to unwind after a day of fighting <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i mean Works for me. Exactly. Yeah. So um, going along with that, during uh, during the Civil War in Washington, D.C., where Hooker were, uh, was stationed with his men, this became known as Hooker's Division. So this was their so they're, red, they're red light district. stationed in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Hooker's Division Hooker's became... Division. Hooker's Division became the red light district? That was their so, red light oh. district, so, yeah. So, however, while this is partly true, it's not. this is not where Hooker first appeared. Okay? I mean, the prostitution is old as it's time old itself. old as time. And... I don't, I don't know if you saw a post I made a while ago and I was reading. So I, I'm in school right now to become a librarian. And I was reading uh, one sentence that said that um, aside from prostitution being the oldest um, profession in the world, librarian <laughs> is the second Aww. oldest nice. profession. I mean, no, I mean, some women were like, well, I'll do this one thing that exactly. I'm really good at. Other women <laughs> are like, well, I mean, I, I guess I'll just rent books out to people and uh, that's my life. <laughs> so... Um, where this might have first come up was in there was a reference in the Dictionary of Americanisms published in 1859, um, but this is before the Civil War started, and it defined a hooker as being a prostitute. Um, so this is pre-hooker. Pre-hooker. Hookers existed pre-hooker. Yes, hookers. But I mean, they only he, just knew him as uh, yeah. So hooker, yeah. But it wasn't as a popular name to refer to prostitutes as. Okay. Okay. Um, and what it was referring to was specifically a place in New York. At the time, at a place called um, Cor, what is it called? Corlier's Hook, and this was in Manhattan near Brooklyn, mm. I believe. So, just going to that 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 land at first in 1793, it was first a uh, East Side fashionable place to be to live. It was the Vogue place, and then it turned into a navy yard, and then finally in 1833, it turned into a neighborhood where the first tenement tenement was um, set up, and that's where. It became a notorious slum, and that's where all the hookers would be and everything. So, because if they were there at Corlier's Hook, they Gangs became known as they it became just, known as hookers. Yeah. What I found interesting was that um, people, the women who did go into prostitution, they had other jobs as well. So, I mean, they were doing side jobs with their side job of being a hooker. Um, they would be book folders, umbrella sewers. They would be tailoring. These women are like, well, I'm a seamstress. Yeah. I'm a, but I'm but, all, but, I'm, but also, I'm also I'm, a, I'm, I'm also a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a working woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they became also known as occasional prostitutes or treating girls. Visiting prostitutes. Visiting. Tourist prostitutes. <laughs> you know, guest room prostitutes. Yeah, it's serious. Well, and also this kind of comes into the idea of the typical thing of like, you know, um, if, if the guy buys you dinner, it's like, well, but then I have to, you know, have sex with him. This kind of came out of this era because that's what they would literally do. Women would ha- go out with guys, 
to get a oh, meal. Oh shit! No. <laughs> to get a meal. No, that's sad. And that's. I mean, that's what. Oh That's God. literally a working girl just trying to make it. You I know? mean, this is sad because she's actually hungry yeah. and she just wants a meal. <laughs> and I mean, but then again, hey, you know what? She's an entrepreneur. She's like, I'm using what I've got to get fed. That's. That's if, that's, if that's not the American dream, I don't listen. The most American thing in the world is selling to the Chinese. But aside from that, <laughs> the second most American thing in the world is using what you got to make money. What is it from the producers? If you've got it, flaunt it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to share one person that I thought was really interesting. Have you guys heard of Madam Eliza Jumel? No. Okay. So she was a prostitute. She was actually one of them. According to this, she is a very famous prostitute, at least at that time. And she became one of the richest ones. Um, this was post-revolutionary America. And she she entered the profession at an early age, actually following in the footsteps of her mother, who is actually also a prostitute. Okay. Um, and she was able to buy this giant mansion in Manhattan. She had like, you know, sheep and everything. Like, she was really done well for herself. Who was her second husband? None other than Aaron Burr, vice president. Oh, Aaron Burr. Do you guys remember that? Aaron Burr. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like the for, for a million dollars, who who lost? No, did who? No, who shot? Who shot Alexander oh, Hamilton, Hamilton in that famous duel? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. By the way, for anybody who is like literally younger than probably like. 24, 25. They have, they have no, no idea. idea what we're no talking idea. about. That's the only way I know Aaron Burr. Yeah, that's how I know Aaron <laughs> Burr, too. From the Got Milk commercial. Aaron Burr? Exactly. Me. You don't uh, know it? Oh, my gosh. You oh. don't know that, I really? was going to say, I think there's an age window because I don't know it either. Did, did the Got Milk commercials air in Canada or internationally? Maybe that's maybe it's an international thing because it, it was a Got Milk commercial. Yeah. Basically, it's, it's a commercial where there's a dude who runs an Aaron Burr museum. <laughs> And he's eating a peanut butter and, and no, he's a peanut just, butter. Just a peanut, peanut butter, butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich, yeah. Oh, and he's listening okay, to the radio. Yeah. And the radio guy says he's giving away a million dollars for whoever can answer the next question. So his phone rings. He's like, oh my gosh. And and the, the question was, who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? And so the phone rings. He's like, oh, oh. He picks up the phone and tries to talk, but he can't because the peanut butter, peanut stuck, butter to stuck to his mouth. So he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me get some milk. He tries to pour the milk. It's empty. The milk is gone. Sorry, the time is up. (laughs) He runs an Aaron Burr museum. (laughs) Which means he's kind of stupid because you could just probably spit it out. (laughs) Yeah, but no, this peanut peanut butter butter is stuck to his his mouth. Doesn't work. We're going to do that experiment this weekend. It's not going to. I'm going to be able to say Amber. I peanut butter stuck to my mouth. Like with Mythbusters. Because still talk. Because <laughs> still talk. Okay, we'll bring in peanut butter and some bread, and we'll do a live Mythbusters. I'm tired the of the I'm, I'm tired of the milk industry propaganda that <laughs> you have to have milk or you go lose a million dollars. It's total bull crap. Right. Ken is really passionate yeah. about this whole milk thing. Like, he's really upset about. Yeah. As I've gotten older, happy. I've got lactose intolerance, so it's very but, unpleasant. So, okay, okay. I mean, that's not even fair then. I mean, you're mad at milk. It's like basically <laughs> being mad at a girl who dumped you. Like, milk dumped you, and now you're mad at but milk. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most adults aren't supposed to drink milk. That's true. It's only sick. It's going to make you sick. That's the. I'm that's not going to lie. Actually, um, it's more difficult for me to drink milk these days. And I used to eat cereal all the time, but. Because you're, I, you're becoming lactose intolerant. I that's, force that's it. That's really though. what it is. I don't care. I force it because I love <laughs> cereal. I need it. That's why you run to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm good. I'm good down there, ladies. 
<laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> okay. So well, I was just say now you can associate Aaron Burr with Got Milk and his his second wife. Or I don't know if it was his second wife, but he was married to a hooker yeah. <laughs> who was well known, very powerful in Manhattan. So was she considered like a madam? No, because I don't think she actually ran. A, she didn't run it. She was just a top girl. Then. Yeah, yeah. And mm. she was able to she was, buy, she was able to buy that stuff on her own. You know, Dang. that's one successful work. lady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, so the moral of the story is, is that while General Hooker did not create the term hooker, he, he uh, it, it was before it. him. He popularized it. So and that yeah. you know, so that's where hooker comes from. Mm. Yeah. The end. Nice. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and end. Brenda, do you have any shout outs or anything you want to promote? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Ken, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, no, I need to go to the restroom. <laughs> Make it quick. <laughs> okay. Um, Courtney, do you have anything that you want to promote or shout out or anything like that? Leave us reviews. We need some reviews. Yeah, what she's at. iTunes, Google Play, even Facebook. Fan mail. Let okay. us know. Great. Cynthia? Um, I will be on uh, Me Too's show called high cuisine produced by verizon and streamed on go 90 streamed on november 20th i'm a contestant on their show i had to get high as a kite and i don't usually smoke but for this particular show and episode i had to get high and participate in a cooking competition so watch it when it airs (laughs) yay okay great uh i'm gonna take the show down a slight peg okay because i have a i have to dedicate the brendan started this thing he started dedicating the yeah. show to people who've passed away so you're gonna dedicate this show i'm gonna dedicate this episode to somebody who passed away oh uh there was a homeless guy oh. who has lived on the street for 30 years in my town redondo okay. beach i would always I, mean, I never knew him i never even i because i was driving by i never yeah. Always drove by. He was always at the same gas station. But I guess he's been there for 30 years. I had no idea. Anyway, he's been there for 30 years. And a lot of people, like, the people who were five grew up knowing him. Anyway, the point is he passed away last Thursday, actually, on our other show. And there was a huge outpouring of support. I mean, he was one of those guys who never asked for anything. He never – people gave him something, he'll accept. That's it. Anyway, his name was um, Gerardo Michael Juarez. Everybody knew him as Mike. Mm. Yeah. So – why are you dedicating this show know, to him? Because I've got to do it while it's timely. He died just last but week. That's okay. <laughs> so this. Oh, I'm thinking. However, Nush, however, you're just thinking this is the circle Nush, of life. Say it with me. Timing. Timing. <laughs> well, all I know is this: this show isn't that great of a show to dedicate anyway. So we take it where we can. Okay. But, hey, this one, this one's for you, Mike. Well, anyway, so uh, hey, thanks guys for joining us on today's episode. Uh, the song <laughs> we're ending with tonight, guys, is "Our Psyche" by Purge. <laughs> Sure. See you guys later. Catch it on the flip side. Bye. 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 Sure Dead is made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net.
The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. The intermission songs are Brambles in the Breeze by Protricity, Lost in Time by Your Daily Water and Expert Novice, and Radical Dreamers Angelic Mix by Tim Shihai. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.